0: I want to welcome each one back again this evening. We extend a special welcome to the visitors that we have with us this evening. We bring you greetings in the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, the one who looks down upon us and has compassion for the things that we struggle, the things that we face in life. In uh, Matthew chapter 11, verses 28 to 30, Jesus gives the invitation. He says, come on to me. All ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. The songwriter, I believe, expresses it this way He says, What a friend we have in Jesus. All our, our sins and sorrows bear. And then he goes on to say, But oh, what peace we often forfeit, all because we do not carry everything to God in prayer. You know, it's amazing the human tendency sometimes is, you know, we know these things, but we find ourselves struggling in in different areas, and sometimes, you know, rather than take it to Jesus, we try and struggle on until it begins to lead us down a path where we find there's a lot of thorns and a lot of, uh, you know, a lot worse, uh, you know, a lot of uh, circumstances that we wouldn't have needed to face if, if we'd have just taken it to Jesus right away. And so this evening I've titled the message, "Ziglag." I don't know if you're acquainted with Ziglag, but uh, Ziglag was a town in the southern part of Judah's inheritance. The little town there, it was a border town, and in the days of the judges and in the days of Saul, it was under the occupation of the Philistines. I'd like to just ponder a little bit. It was an inheritance. It was something that God intended to have, but it had fallen under the captivity of the Philistines. Another thing we find there is we want to look a little bit at the life what we're looking at tonight is the life of David in that period of his life when he went down to Ziglag. But you know, as I as I look at it in a spiritual sense, Ziglag is not really a place that we plan to go. Most of our lives, we don't really plan to go there. But you know, if we become a little indifferent. We become lukewarm, we become discouraged, we kind of lose a vision, and we kind of wonder a little aimlessly, if we're not careful, we'll find ourselves in Ziglag. You know, it's down there in the border town, you know, we're not, we're not in the heart, we're not at Zion, you know, Zion was a place where God called his people to worship, to, to relate with him. You now, this is out on the fringes. And, you know, they just kind of go along there and exist. Uh, It's a place, a zigzag is a place where, you know, there's a lot of sound vision is lacking. You just don't have a lot of vision. You just kind of exist there. Uh, And it's a place where the rewards of a life that is casual towards God usually wind up bearing fruit. And that's a little what we want to think of this evening as we look at the life of David the uh, the passage that I'm going to read I'm going to read from chapter 30 of First Samuel I'm going to read uh, verses 1 to 25 somewhat a lengthy pack, uh, passage but it it gives you a little picture of of the reality of what comes at Ziglag. Uh, the the passage uh, the the whole context of it here comes uh, from 20 uh, from First Samuel 27 on over into uh, to uh, 2 Samuel chapter 2. It all kind of relates to this thing. I'll be lifting some thoughts out of that, but I'd like to read chapter 30, uh, the first 25 verses. It says, and it came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south and Ziglag was smitten and and burnt with fire. Now this is after David had lived there and he had uh, left the town on, uh, you know, to 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 go up. He was he was with the Philistine army at that time, and he he came back down to Ziglag, and uh, it says that that it was burned with fire. It says, and they had taken the women captives that were therein, and they slew not any, neither great nor small, but carried them away and went on their way. So David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire. Their wives, their sons, their daughters were taken captive, and David and the people that were with him lifted up their voice and wept until they had no, no more power to weep. And David's two wives were taken captive, Ahinatham the Jezreelitess, and Abigail the wife of Nabal, the Carmelite. And David was greatly distressed, for the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. And it, it seems at this point David begins to realize where he was. And it said, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And David said unto Abiathar the priest and to Ahimelech's Abimelech's son, I pray they bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought thither the ephod to David. And David said, inquire at the Lord, saying, Shall I pursue after this troop? Shall I overtake them? And he answered him, Pursue, for thou shalt surely overtake them, and without fail recover all. So David went, he and his 600 men that were with him, and they come to the brook of Bezor, where those that were left behind stayed. But David pursued he and 400 men, for 200 abode behind Which were so faint they could not go over the brook of Bezor. And they found the Egyptian in the field, and they brought him to David, and gave him bread, and did eat, and gave him water. And they made him drink water, and they gave him a piece of cake of figs and two clusters of raisins. And when he had eaten, his spirit came again to him, for he had eaten no bread nor drunk any water three days and three nights. And David said unto him, To to whom belongest thou? And whence, comest, whence art thou? And he said, I am a young man of Egypt, the servant unto, the, unto an Amalekite, and my master left me three days ago, and I fell sick. And he made invasion upon the south of the Cherethites and upon the coast which belongeth to Judah and upon the south of Caleb, and we burned Ziglag with fire. And David said unto him, Canst thou bring me down to this company? And he said, Swear unto me by God that thou wilt neither kill me nor deliver me into the hand of my master, and I will bring thee down to this company. And he went and he brought him down, and behold, they were spread abroad upon all the earth, eating and drinking and dancing because of, of all the great spoil they had taken out of the land of Philistines and out of the land of Judah. And David smote them from twilight even on the evening of the next day, and there escaped not a man of them save 400 young men which rode upon camels and fled. And David recovered all that, Amal, that the Amalites, uh, Amalekites had t- carried away, and David rescued his two wives, and there was nothing lacking of them, uh, neither small nor great, neither sons nor daughters, neither spoil for anything that they had Uh, taken to them David recovered all and David took all the flocks and the herds which they had draved before those other cattle and said "Uh, this is David's spoil and David came to the 200 men which were so faint they could not follow David whom they had made also to abide at the brook of Bezor and they they went forth to meet David and met the people that were there with him and when David came near to the people he saluted them and he answered all the wicked men, and of the men of Belial, and all those that went with David, and said, Because they went not with us, we will not give them aught of the spoils that we have recovered, save to save to every man his wife and children, that did they that they may lead them away and depart. Then said David, Ye shall not do so, my brethren, with that which the Lord hath given us, who hath who hath preserved us and delivered the company that came against us into our hand. For also, for who will hearken unto you in this matter? But as his part it goeth down to, the ba- down to battle, so shall the part of that be that tarrieth by the stuff, and they shall part alike. And it was so from that day forward that he made it a statue and an ordinance in Israel unto this day. I'm going to cease reading there. But we see here, as we, we see David, uh, he, he's there in, in uh, Ziglag uh, and, and he comes back or he leaves Ziglag with the, with the uh, to, to, to join, he's being, he's being asked to join hands with the Philistine army to go against Israel. And so he leaves uh, Ziglag, he goes up to, uh, to Gath and, and there... You know, we find by God's hand, he's delivered from having to serve in the Israelite army. And so he returns back, uh, he returns back here to to Ziglag, and he finds Ziglag burnt to ashes. None of his family, none of his servants, none of his goods, nothing was left. It was gone. There's three points I'd like to look at this evening. First of all is the road to Ziglag and then the fruit of Ziglag and then the way out of Ziglag. You know David as he came back to the city of Ziglag he was he was up he was up at Gath meeting with the Philistine lords there in relation to going into battle against Israel. That's that's where he had come to And, and when he was there you know finally the the, uh, some of the Philistines decided that he shouldn't, uh, he's, he, he could very likely turn traitor in battle when he go against Israel. And so they sent David back to Ziklag. And when he came back to Ziklag here, he sees the city burnt to ashes. There's no material substance, no wife, no children. It's gone. And I believe this is the first time where David probably really stopped and took an evaluation and probably asked, how did I get here? You know, I'm in this situation. How did I get here? No wife, no children, no substance. Everything he had was gone. And uh, so we we find himself there, and he's, you know, the, the, the uh, he, he's, yeah, I believe I believe as he looks at that, he's he's devastated, and uh, you you find that They're they're there in the, as he comes back to that city, and he was, you know, David was was was, and I, and I'm I'm not sure as David went down there to Ziglag and he or he went down to Gath, and he made a covenant with the the king or King Achish there. And Achish gave him the city of Ziglag. And uh, here he was, he was in a place uh, of the enemy. And David, David was once, and I, I'm not sure, as David went down to Ziglag, uh, I'm sure it must have been quite a surprise to the, to the Philistine people to see David coming down there and seeking an alliance uh, with them. And I, I'm sure, you know, you, you wonder how it is that, that, a, that a man of God as David was, you know, how did he, how did he get down there to Ziglag to the point where he, uh, he took up residence with him? He, he was, you know, he was given one of their cities. And, uh, you know, here was a man after God's own heart. And, and, and you know, now you see him down there. Uh, in league with the Philistines. And I'd, I'd just simply like to say this evening, there are several things I believe we see in the life of David. You know, David had, uh, I want to look this evening, first of all, at you know, how did he get down there to Ziglag? What were some of the things that, that we see? And uh, the first thing I think I see in David's life, there was a, there was a time of, of discouragement. You know, David, David was a man that, that in, in chapter 26, he's fleeing from Saul and we finally have him coming to a place where you know, he, he meets Saul there and uh, if you look at chapter 27 verse 1 and 2, uh, chapter 27 verse 1 and 2. This is after he, he's there with Saul. Uh, you know, Saul, maybe we need to back up to chapter 26. David was being hunted there in the wilderness, and this was the second time that Saul, that Saul and his men were getting very close to David, and David's, you know, hiding there in the hills, and, and the, the Israelite uh, Saul and the Israelites come, uh, get close to him, and and they spend the night there. The, the Saul is camped. He goes into a deep sleep. His, his, his captain, Abner, you know, he's, he's there. He's supposed to be guarding Saul, but he falls asleep. And David and his, and his armor bearer go over into the, the camp where, where Saul and his men are sleeping. And he takes Saul's spear and his, and his bolster, his water jug there, and he brings it back. And then, of course, he, he calls over and reminds him that, that he has been there. And we see that, you know, as he does that, we have Saul in verse 21. You know, he says to David, now, for, for a number of years, David has been chased by Saul. Saul is seeking his life. But after that account there in verse 21, Saul says, I have sinned. Uh, Return my son David, for I will no more seek to do thee harm. Because my soul was precious in thine eyes this day, behold, I have played the fool, and I have erred exceedingly. And David answered and said, Behold the king's spear, and 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 let one of the young men come over and fetch it. And the Lord rendered to every man his righteousness and his faithfulness, for the Lord delivered the into my hand today, but I would not stretch forth mine hand against the Lord's anointed. And behold, as thy life was much set by this day in mine eyes, so let my life be so much set by in in thy, in the eyes of the Lord, and let him deliver me out of all tribulation. Then Saul said to David, "Blessed be thou, my son David. Thou shalt both do great things, and thou shalt still prevail." So David went on his way, and Saul returned to his place. And I don't know how much longer it goes, but you know, this is how we see David and Saul parting. You know, but we come to verse uh, 27, David said in his heart, uh, this is after there's, there's, there's sort of that attempt of reconciliation, Saul repents, but David says in his heart, I shall now perish one day, at the hand of Saul, there is nothing better for me to do than I should speedily escape into the land of the Philistines and Saul shall despair to find me to seek me there anymore in the coast of Israel. So shall I escape out of his hand. You know, this is the reasoning of David's mind and you know, I think it comes out of a time of deep discouragement. I think David was, you know, he was weary of the fight. And he, you know, he, he finally said, well, there's, there's just really nothing better for me to do than to leave Israel, go down in the land of the Philistines. Uh, discouragement comes this evening when we see the circumstances that we find ourselves in larger than the hand of God that we serve. Now, that's when discouragement begins to set in. And I... I don't know. I think discouragement is something that we all know what discouragement is. I think we've all been there. But you know, I think it's one of them things we need to be very careful that we don't camp out there too long. You know, God has God has promises in his word and you know, David had seen the hand of God work again and again and again. And somehow as he processes this whole scenario in his mind, he says, "You know what? Someday Saul's going to kill me, so I might as well just go down and join hands with the Philistines. You know, uh, I wonder what the I wonder what the Philistines thought. I wonder what Achish thought when David came down there to Gath and uh, you know asked for a place to stay. You know, he stays in there, but I believe there was a sense of discomfort there, and and. Uh, David asks him that he, he could put distance between them. And uh, he has to put distance between them. And so we see that, that uh, uh, Achish gave him the city of Ziglag. And uh, this, is, this is a, you know, if, if you look at the man that David was, you can see here there's, there's, a, there's a time in his life where, you know, he's, he's making some, some choices, I believe, that are not wise. You know, and I, he, he's, he's heading into some very dangerous ground. And, you know, we, we do face some difficult times in our life. I think everyone, sooner or later, goes through a valley, that there's a time of discouragement, there's a time of test, and, and here we see David just kind of succumbing and going down there, a man after God's own heart, yet it was, I believe it was a, a, a time of, of deep, discouragement as he goes down there to Ziglag. And, and so that's, that's the first thing we see David doing. He kind of makes an alliance there with, with the, with the uh, king of Gath. and that's, uh, So we see that, that the, the discouragement there, I believe, was a factor that entered in. The second thing we see with, with David is that you know, he, he begins to make wrong alliances and associations. When he, he went down to Ziglag, Circumstances weren't all that great in the, in the life he had been living, but, but now he goes down there and uh, he begins to associate with the Philistine people. And one of the things that God tells us in, in 2 Corinthians chapter six verse 14, that we are not to be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. But we see here David in his, his discouragement, his trying time, he went down there, and uh, he becomes a, a servant of, of uh, Achish, the king of Gath, and uh, you know he he seems to be seeking answers there and solutions from wrong sources. He goes down there. He joins up with them, and uh, it certainly doesn't it certainly doesn't answer any questions for David. But as he's there at Gath, he he makes a request in 27 chapter 27. Verses two to seven, uh, and he becomes uh, he gives him the city of uh again, chapter twenty-seven or twenty-seven verses two to seven, it says, And David arose and he passed over six hundred men that were with him unto uh, Akish, the son of of, of Mano the king of Gath. And David dwelt with Achish at Gath and his men, every man. In his household, even David and his two wives, Ahiniam the Jezreelitess, and Abigail Abigail the Carmelitess, Nabal's wife. And uh, then we go down in verse 5. It says, And David said unto Achish, If I have now found favor and grace in thine eyes, let, let them give me a place in some town in the country that I may dwell there. For why should thy I, should I servant dwell in the royal city with thee? And Achish gave Ziglag that day uh, wherefore Ziglag pertaineth unto the kings of Judah unto this day. And uh, we see that David went down there, and uh, the first thing the next thing we see in David's life is he, he's taking this these steps down. The other thing that we see is that David begins into practices of ethic, uh, practices of integrity and ethics. You know, he's he's there, he's there at Ziglag. And now he has this group of 600 men that he got to, he got to, uh, he got to provide for. He's got to see that they have a living. And as he, uh, we go to chapter seven, uh, chapter 27, verse 8. Uh, we have David uh, kind of going out and playing Robin Hood for, for a living. You know, he he goes out and he invades some of the other cities there in the south of Judah. Uh, it's not the cities that are, it's the Canaanite people that are still living there in the, in the south of Judah. In chapter 8, David and his men went up and invaded the, the Gesherites and the Gergazites and the Amalekites for, for those nations of old were inhabitants of the land as thou goest down into Shur, even into the land of Egypt. And David, uh, David smote the land He left neither man nor woman alive, and he took away the sheep and the oxen and the asses and the camels and the apparel, and he returned and came to Achish. And Achish said, Whither have ye made road today? And David said, Against the south of Judah, and against the south of the the Jermalites, and against the south of the Kenites. And David saved neither man nor woman alive to bring tidings to Gath, saying, lest they should tell on us, saying that so did David, and so will be his manner, all the while he dwelleth in the country of the Philistines. And Achish believed David, and saying, He hath made his people, Israel, utterly to abhor him, therefore he shall be my servant forever. You know, we see what he's doing here um, He's going out and invading these cities in the south of Judah that still belong to the Canaanite people, and he justifies his actions that they're they're Canaanites. But when he goes back to Akish, he says, you know, he pretends that he would have been been going to war against the people of Judah, and Akish here thinks that, you know, this is this is this is going to be. Uh, you know, David's going to be rejected, uh, rejected by the by the Israelite people, and therefore, you know, I can hold him in bondage forever. It's, it's a, you know, it, it, when we when we begin to move away from God, again, I say, uh, the 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 land of, of the Philistines there, the city of ziglag where David was, the city of Gath. Those were areas right on the perimeter of of the, it was actually inheritance that was given to Israel. But you know, it was out on the fringes. And I guess the point I'm trying to see here this evening is that when we begin to live on the fringes, we, 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 we just go out and try to solve our own problems like David did here. You know, the problems simply get, uh, get worse. And, and you see there was, he was sliding down a slippery slope. In chapter 28, verses 1 and 2, we find that there was a divided allegiance. I believe David really came to test. There in chapter 28, uh, while David was down there, the Israelite people were preparing to go to war against the Philistines. And the Philistines begin to prepare for battle. And now you have Achish the king coming to David in chapter 21. It said, it came to pass in those days that the Philistines gathered their army together for warfare to fight with Israel. And Achish said unto David, Know thou assuredly that thou shalt go with me to battle and thy men. And David said to Achish, Thou shalt know that what thy servant can do. And Achish said to David, Therefore, will I make thee the keeper of my head forever? You know, the time has come. David went down to the Philistines. He took up residence there. And now the time comes where... Israel is Israel, and, and the Philistines are going to be battling together. And Achish, the king of Gath, comes to David and says, Listen, you're down here in my land. We're giving you a place to stay. And now you're going to have to go with me to war against Israel. Now, I believe it's only about this time that David really realizes the trap and the snare that he's in. And, you know, we cannot live tonight with divided allegiance. You know, David was down there in in the Philistine territory and it it finally came to the place where he had to decide whose banner he was going to fly over his castle. He had to make that decision. Was he going to go out to war against God's people? Or was he going to uh, turn away from, from Ziglag? We see a, a circumstances of events there. You know, David, uh, there, was, there was some, uh, as, as David was called up to battle, he went up and he met with with. Uh, he, he met with, with the, the uh, people there and uh, met with the king of Achish with his army behind him. And, uh, you know, while he's there, the, some of the other Philistine lords uh, decided that David cannot be trusted. And so we see here uh, David decides to, you know, after David had decided that he would, he would have to go along and fight, but because the other, the other Philistine lords did not trust him. They sent him back home. They sent him back to Ziglag. And uh, that's where we come to in, in chapter 30. And I believe David began to realize the, the, the consequences of living out there on the fringes. You know, I, the, the second point is the, the consequences of Ziglag. And, and we see here in David's life the choice he was making, choices he was making, and the journey he had began to pursue peace from life's burdens now is, 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 has him in a, in a nightmare. He returns in chapter 30, verse 1 to 3. David comes back to Ziglag, or, yeah, back to Ziglag, and it says, It came to pass when David and his men were come to Ziglag in the third day, that the Amalekites had invaded the south, Ziglag and South and Ziglag and Zig, and had smitten Ziglag and burned it with fire. They had taken the women captives and, there, and were therein, and they slew not either slew not any, either great or small, but carried them away and went on their way. And so David and his men came to the city, and behold, it was burned with fire, their wives, their sons, and their daughters, they were taken captive. And I don't know if you can put yourself in David's place. But you know, David, David turned, you know, he, as he was fleeing Saul, and I, I don't question tonight that life was a struggle as he, as he fled from Saul. I believe he got tired of the the, uh, the, the life that he lived there with his men, uh, constantly feeling his life was pursued. But you know, when, when uh, he finally came and Saul, you know, Saul, this is the second time that, that Saul made a form of repentance to David. Uh, it's a second time here. But it seems this time Saul does realize the extreme foolishness of pursuing David the way he had. David had saved his life and spared his life and and Saul is saying, I, I'm not going to chase you anymore. You know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm done with that. And Saul goes back to his home and David remained there. You know, I... I we don't know what would have happened if he would have returned with Saul. But David remained there. And what seemed like a new beginning. You know, David had been faithful all these years. And he had seen God's hand protect him. Again and again. And you know, when Saul was seeking David's life, he threw the javelin at him. And he missed him. And I don't believe that was because Saul was all that bad of a shot. But I believe God's hand was over David. The other time when, when, when uh, Saul had, uh, David and his men were, were, were hiding in the cave and Saul and his men came and camped at the mouth of the cave. No clue that David and his men were back there. God's hand had protected him but you find that now after this last victory when Saul repents David remains there and he says you know i'm going to die at the hand of the uh, you know i'm 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 going to someday die at the hand of Saul i might as well just go down and join the Philistines you know i believe what David was looking for was just something that was a little easier a cross that was not so heavy to bear. He he just wanted something easier, something a little more secure. And he went down to Ziglag, he went down to the Philistines, the enemies of God's people. Brothers and sisters, this evening, the Christian life will have challenges. The Christian life will have tests. But the weight of the tests of the Christian life are nowhere as heavy as the consequences of going out and living in the world. You know, we see here that that uh, it seemed like you know he 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 wanted he went down there. He didn't he didn't go deep into the land of the Philistines. He he just he just wanted to live on the border. And, and I guess the point i like uh, would like for us to get this evening. Uh, living on the boundary is a difficult place to live. You know, and, and that's what I think David was seeing more and more as he went on. What he, what he thought was going to bring protection, what he thought was going to bring peace, was it, it had a higher price tag on it than he really wanted to pay. And so he comes back here and everything, he, he comes back to the city And everything is gone. His wives, his children, his family, his friends' wives. And, uh, you know, we go back into the book of 1 Corinthians. It talks there about the, uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, you know, it talks about our work and will our work stand the test of time Uh, Verse. I think I'll pick up reading at verse 11 it says for no other foundation can any man lay that is laid which is in Christ in Jesus Christ now if any man build there on this foundation gold, silver, precious stone, wood, hay, stubble every man's work shall be made manifest for the day shall declare it because it shall be revealed by fire and fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is if any man's work abide, which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss. But he himself shall be saved, yet so as by fire. You know, I believe that's the experience that David found as he came back there. And he saw all things were gone. You know, there was, there was a loss of all he had, the loss of family, the loss of joy. You know, the joy that, any joy that was there living in, in, in the land of the Philistines um, was gone. He had the loss of the friends and his, the respect of the men that were with him. We have David there. Uh, the men that he was leading, the men that were following him, all of a sudden, all of a sudden decided that they would like to stone him. It says, and David was greatly distressed, and the people spake of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. You know, it was gone. And I'm here to say this evening, when we go out and we live on the fringes, there's consequences. And those consequences are hard. And I think that's what David found here. But you know, David was a man after God's own heart. And when he stopped and considered where he was, he, 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 he turned. Uh, when, when it hit the bottom, it says, But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And he began again to turn his face toward God. And uh, you know, he considered the, the, the goodness of God. And I, you know, it says here that David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. And then verse 7, it says, And David said to to Abiathar the priest, Elimelech's son, I pray thee, bring me hither the ephod. And Abiathar brought brought thither the ephod to David. Now the ephod was the breastplate that the, the priest wore. And on that breastplate that the priest wore, there were two instruments there that they called the Urim and the Thummim. And I'm not sure how they used them, but it was a form of finding God's answer when they needed an answer from God. And uh, they used the Urim and the Thummim did to, to decide the, the, uh, you know, the, 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 the answer that God was giving. And we find that David called for the ephod to be brought. Now it was only the priest that was, was to use that. So we have him here bringing the priest with the ephod. And he begins to inquire of the Lord. And I find it interesting, if you go back in David's life, you know, uh, the times that he's running there in the wilderness, at least the, the, towards the end of his time of pursuing from Saul, we don't find David inquiring of the Lord. You know, it seems that life's decisions became more and more out of his own judgment. And, and you know, when we when we, turn away, we begin to make decisions without the Lord directing that, you know, the, 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 what seems right to the heart of man is often going to be leading us into a snare, just like it did here for the life of David. But you know, when he came to the place that it was all gone, you know, I don't think God wants us to have to go that far. I don't think God wants to have to bring us to the low end that David went to at that point. But you know, if we don't stay in tune with God and we begin to make our decisions upon human reason and feelings of our heart, you know, it's going to put us out in the fringes. And, and, and there we're going to begin to feel the, the consequences. But here we see David, you know, he comes to himself. There's, there's, nothing, there's nothing left. You know, they're they're ready to, they're talking about stoning him and taking his life. Uh, David is alone. And and you know, it seems at that point David realizes that God has not forsaken him. And he can turn back. And we have David inquiring of the Lord, and he asks us a few questions. He said, Shall I pursue this troop? God does, you know, the, the things are gone. You want me to pursue after them? Uh, If I pursue after them, will I overtake them? Will I be able to find them? And uh, the Lord answered and he said, uh, he answered him and he said, "For pursue and thou shalt surely overtake them and without fail thou shalt recover all. You know, have you ever come to a place in life where you have moved out into the fringes And and you realize where you are. You know, I believe God's God's call is to return. To come back. And when we come back and we turn to God, you know, we can recover all. He didn't tell David he's going to recover some of the things that he lost. He said he's going to recover it all. And so we see here David, uh, and I find it interesting, you know, David didn't have a lot of direction at this point. He was just told to pursue. And I believe David pursued by faith. He began with the, with the direction that he... Uh, and as it went along, God, God gave them the direction that they, found the, the, uh, they they found the Amalekite people. We have there that they found the servant that was left behind and he led them to it. But you know, as David went to recover... He moved in faith. He moved on the basis of God's word, God's commandment. And, uh, you know, we find that David recovered all. Uh, As I think of David's response there, the Bible tells us that that David is a man or is a man after God's own heart. And uh, we look at David's life, there there was a lot of a lot of times, it, a lot of mistakes in David's life. But you know, one of the things we find when David came to the realization of where he was, he was humble enough to repent and to turn back. You know, as I work with a lot of people, you know, they, there's, there's that tendency when, when you, you go out, you turn away from God, and the, and the road turns rough. Uh, the snares are, the, the snares and the thorns of that path uh, become unbearable. You know, there's so many people today that will uh, that will that will harden their heart against God, and they'll keep persisting on. But we have here when David realized where he was at, he was willing to humble himself before God. He was willing to ponder the choices and the paths that he had chosen. And he was willing to repent and turn back, and that's how we become encouraged in the Lord. We have it says here that David encouraged himself in the Lord. He called for the Ephod, he called for the priest, and now he began that pursuit. And we find that he overcame. He he took back the uh, he took back the the things that were missing, and he brought them back. And I think. The other thing we see here in David's life, you know, he went down there, and for a period of time, they lived by plunder and deceit. You know, it was they were going out, they were invading these other towns, they were coming back, they were giving a report to Achish, and you know, there was there was all kinds of deceit in that, and that's where the road away from God will lead us to, but when he he comes back here he recovers everything they had taken and then we have some men that were with him that there was was a bickering over who gets what and David kind of reminds them he says ye shall not do this so to my brethren with which the Lord hath given us you know again as David pursued he recovered that he realized They were not his things, but they were God's things. And there was a responsibility to use them rightly for the kingdom of God. And we see that he distributed it to to all the men that were with him equally. And then he gave gifts to some of the the other cities in Judah. And as we look at this, while David is doing all this, we have the Philistines going to battle with Saul and, and I'm not sure how many days transpire there, but, but probably only a few days. And David gets word that Saul has been killed in battle. He's been killed in battle. His son, uh, Jonathan, was killed in battle. And we see David lamenting over that situation. And again, David's sitting there. You know, where do I go now, Lord? And uh, in chapter 2, it, says, and it can, uh, that says in 2 Samuel chapter 2, Again, David this time calls for the priest. And he said, It came to pass after this that David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go up into any of the cities of Judah? And the Lord said unto him, Go up. And David said, Whither shall I go? And he said, Unto Hebron. And if you, look at, if you do a study on Hebron, Hebron is a place of worship. You know, it's a place where Abraham built an altar. It's a place where Isaac and Jacob spent time in worship. It's, it's, it, was a, it was near the place of the burial of some of the, 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 the patriarchs there. And God says, Go up onto Hebron. And David obeyed. You know, I, I find that a beautiful picture. David, you know, after this experience, he's asking to be led of the Lord. Lord, where do you want me to go? And God took him to Hebron. And we follow David's life. David went from Hebron to Bethlehem and then on to Zion. You know, Zion was the the place of the, the building of the temple. In Solomon's day, they built the temple there in Zion. And, you know, it's a beautiful picture. Here was a man after God's own heart. He fumbled, he stumbled, and he found himself out here where God didn't want him to be. God didn't want him out there. Uh, And and God used circumstances to, to call him back. And like I said again so many times today, where there's circumstances that that are not pleasant to the flesh, we tend to rise up, we tend to rebel. We tend to resist it. And, and, and the tendency of man is, is to harden his heart and to go on. But David stopped. He, he repented. He inquired of the Lord. And the Lord took him to Zion. What a beautiful picture. What a beautiful picture. And I don't know where you're at tonight. I know there was times that I liked David. Circumstances didn't seem right. They didn't seem fair. And I I hardened my heart against God. And I went out. And, And you know as things got harder and harder. It seemed my heart became more bitter. More angry. Till finally. The Lord led me to the place. Where I was willing to repent. I was willing to say Lord you don't want me out here. I know that. And and. And then that journey back, one step at a time, to Hebron, a place of worship, a place of renewal, and then on to Zion, the place where God has his name placed. Brothers and sisters, this evening, where are you at in your life? Are you in Ziglag or are you in Zion? You know, and maybe that's not even the most important question, but which way are you heading? Are you heading towards Ziglag, or are you heading towards Zion? Are you allowing the Lord to lead you into the true joys that he has for us, or are we content to simply live in Ziglag? I trust this evening we might have a vision to draw closer and closer to God, uh, that borderland has a lot of sorrows. Now, we want to live close enough to the world to, to enjoy the pleasures of the world, and, and just close enough to God to try and uh, bolster up some kind of an assurance. You know, that's a miserable place to be. You're close enough that you're 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 in the world, but you're close enough to to God where your life becomes pretty miserable. God wants us to follow Him. He wants us to inquire of His Word. He wants to lead us by His Spirit. And He wants to give us peace and joy in our lives this evening. Is that your experience, or are we in zigzag? Shall we bow our heads for prayer? Our Father in heaven, we again pause before you this evening. We thank you for your tender mercies. And we thank you that in those times when we are a foolishness and made decisions to turn our back and to go out on the fringes. Father, we thank you that your Holy Spirit was there to guide and we thank you for your chastening that brought things into our lives that caused us to consider your direction and your path. We thank you for your mercies that called us back and lead us into a place of peace and joy and fellowship with you. Father, this evening again, I just simply pray that you would search each heart here. Help us to be honest with our hearts as to whether we're living out on the fringes or whether we are uh, in Zion or traveling to Zion. Father, we we just pray that you would have your way in each heart this evening. We ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. This evening we're going to, again, sing two verses of invitation hymn. If there's no responses, we'll close. But, uh, you know, God knows our heart. God knows where we're at. And really what God wants is he wants us to be honest with him. When we're honest with God, he can take us where he wants us. He can take us that we can enjoy the beautiful fellowship of Zion what will we sing?